Yo, what's happening, people? And welcome back to the Tiki Taka podcast, where you're going to hear hot takes, unbiased opinions, and hopefully have a couple laughs on the way. And this week, of course, we had the North London derby, which we will talk about. But firstly, um, we spoke a bit about FPL last week. And uh, Michael, you played your wild card. I played my wild card. First of all, you didn't listen to your own advice, though. I didn't listen to my own advice, but you have to give the full context of my first five weeks of FPL. I had a game plan from the jump. I had Urian Timber in my team. I had Nciso in my team. Match day one. Yeah. Timber comes off after 45 minutes. And I was thinking, that's bad. It's bad news already, but, you know, I can I can get away with it. Yeah. And then Nciso, <laughs> I have him on my bench. Two ACL injuries. I have him on, first of all, I have him on my bench when he got that double assist week because he didn't start match week one. Yeah. And then now I put him in my team for match week three after missing out on his points, game week two, and he does his ACL and he's also out. <laughs> so now <laughs> so now I'm already scrambling because a lot of my team needs to be tinkered and trained. I bring in Rico Henry. Yeah, oh, another ACL. Three ACLs <laughs> in your team. I bring in Rico Henry, who's also out. And then I took Salah out of my team because I was like, oh, he's nice, but, you know, these five points, they're not yeah. really doing it for me. I need... I'm already behind. Yeah. You know, I need goal scorers. What his price is, you need more than that. See what I'm saying? 100%. So I take Salah out. I bring Bruno in and Madison in. And to be fair, Madison has gone all right for me, but Bruno was stinking it up. Yeah. So. <laughs> Did you take Bruno out? So I could play my wild card. And you took Bruno out. Because I, I took Bruno out. I didn't have the structure of my team. I took Watkins out. I took Isak out. <sighs> Akanji out. Clean sheets. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then obviously I, I was in the morning of my wildcard um, like choice, I was thinking, all right, Matoma Trussard, even messaged you as like, should I do yeah, Matoma yeah. Trussard? And I thought Trussard was such a banker. I would have, yeah. I, was, I was actually going to bring Trussard in only for this game. Yeah. And I, bring, I, I wanted to bring him in, but I already had three Arsenal players. I wanted to bring Matoma in, sorry, I wanted to bring Trussard in only for this game and then bring Matoma in for the remaining games. Because I just thought Trussard, two goals in two games, North London derby, yeah. him, Jesus, uh, the same front three versus PSV. I was like, oh, well. Yeah. And I thought not, not too many people would have brought Trossard into differential points. Yeah, and yeah. And back at it. Yeah. Oh, Trossard is out as well. <laughs> yeah. Matoma, that's 11 points right there. Leno, I didn't take my own advice with Leno. Yeah. And that was more my own blunder because... You I told was, everyone to pick Leno. I was just looking at... I was, I was honestly... I, I put Leno in my initial wildcard team. And then um, I looked at... I was like, oh, let me play with the possibility of bringing in Pickford because he has two easy home games. Yeah. But I was really gonna. I was trying to put Leno back in, but yeah. I was under time time pressure. So as I was looking through my wholesale eleven changes, I forgot that I didn't change Leno back to Pickford. <laughs> Ten points. So between you know, really eats me up is between Leno and Matoma, um, which are two like like those are the transfers I deliberated over the most at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got both you, of them wrong. Yeah, yeah. I miss out on twenty points. You would have fired up the league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really miss out on twenty points from those two guys alone, and now I'm, and now I'm scrambling. I'm scrambling big time because I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to do with Trossard. <laughs> They're saying he's going to be back in two weeks, but wait. So Salah's not in your team. Salah's in my team. Okay, he's in your team. Yeah, Salah's in my team. I brought him in. I brought Botman in, which yeah. saved me yeah, big. a lot. Um, I brought Jesus in, who I was also banking on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I still like if I can go back in time, I'd still choose Jesus because he should still score. Yeah. In nine yeah. out of ten games uh, with his form. Did you have Alvarez? I had Alvarez as well, who came off exactly after 50, Yeah. yeah. 50 so. Minutes. My FPL luck has been terrible. Yeah, I missed. Out. I had my cash on my bench that week. He got fourteen. I yeah. brought Gusto in red card. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I needed Chelsea. I thought, <laughs> come on, 
Did like, you start Gusto? I didn't start Gusto. Okay, he was okay. my third sub. But I was thinking I need um I need a Chelsea guy because they're gonna be involved in low scoring games. Yeah. And they had, you know, whoever it was. Um and they have like Fulham next or something. So I was thinking, yeah, that's another nil nil really yeah. over it. And now here he is out for three games. So I've already got a dip back in. And now Trossard's out. So I'm in the yeah. dilemma of like you got even more problems than before See you what played your card. Am I old? It's not meant to be like that. Watkins getting nine points. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I made a I made I had two free transfers this week. So I made three and yeah. took a minus four. Um and I brought in Decor. I don't know how you have that four which was a for doing. I, I, I honestly that's luck. I when I saw your team, I, I chuckled when I saw Decor. Yeah, yeah. I understood I was like, obviously they got Luton and Burnley, I think, for yeah. the next two home games. Yeah. So I saw that and I was Bour- like Luton and Bournemouth, I think. Is it? Yeah. Um, I saw that and I thought, yeah, fine, fair enough. Yeah, but you definitely didn't bank on him scoring this match no. week. <laughs> like, I, when I brought him in, I thought, yeah, Luton at home, Bournemouth at home. He plays like a ten, a number ten yeah. in the team. He yeah. might get so anything he does this week, and he, then he hit the bar after he scored. I, I could have been laughing. Yeah, but, um, yeah, brought Decore in for Madison, um, and Madison actually outscored him. But I needed to get someone at Decore's price point because I brought in Alvarez. Yeah. Um, and I brought in Trippier. Yeah, Trippier. And Trippier made waves. all the transfers worth it. Yeah, waves. Because he picked up three assists, clean yeah, sheet, sheet. 18 points. Crazy. Um, but yeah, I know, I know I'm know. i going to play my wild card soon because Salah, need, Salah needs to come into my team. I need to start getting some Liverpool players in my team. And um, yeah, we'll talk about Liverpool because impressive again this week. But we'll get that's, cracking. I guess that's a good segue, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> See, I'm getting good at this now. Yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> um, the first game, Crystal Palace, Fulham, four draw, nil, nil. Yeah. Um, you know what's crazy about this game is any scoreline is also not shocking. Yeah. Like yeah. if Fulham won this 2-1, if Crystal Palace won this 2-1, yeah. if they both two, drawn, two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm also shocked, but not shocked. Yeah. They drew yeah. Nil, nil. Cause, cause neither team is really like that much solid. Right. Yeah. And neither team really scores loads of goals. Yeah. Um, but the one the one point I have on this, Eze, Eze looks like when when Palace play, Eze just looks like he's so baller. much, so many levels yeah, above the rest of the players, or the the rest of attacking players in that team. Should it's, I say it, it's dope to see for sure the baton being passed on from Zaha to Eze, yeah, of yeah. just like all right, run offense on this team now. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you're the coordinator; everything goes through you, type of thing. Because because the, the the chance he he, he slipped Edward in. Yeah. Nicely with a really nice move. Yeah. Um, and Edward should have done better. But like his his ability to go past players is it's crazy. Dare yeah. I say he almost just, like has on yeah, he just breezes past in the, the way guy. he moves yeah, and it's like true. it's it's just so powerful. I think um no surprise Man City were in for him. Yeah. Um before I, they got Mateus Nunes. I wonder I wonder what happens to Eze in the sense obviously Zaha, you know, every year we thought he was gonna get moved, he never got a move. Yeah. I wonder what Eze's storyline is gonna be. If maybe after a year, two years, he's like, all right, big big boy league. You know, I, I, I think I, I think he'll move next summer. Is it? Yeah, I think I think someone's gonna come in for him. Um, United, Chelsea. I actually think. Well, I think I think I think Chelsea might. I think United with Bruno and Mount. I can't. Yeah, but and, it would be United though. Wouldn't it, it be? Even if you want to play Eze from the left, which I think he can do, they got Rashford. Wouldn't that be very United though? Still to double down on something that doesn't really. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be, but not if Ten Hag's there. Ten Hag's not going to sign him. Yeah, it's not Ten Hag signing. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. then Spurs, obviously, they've got Madison. Um, I don't know if they might sign him to play from the left or whatever. But um, yeah, he's he, he's been balling. So shout out to him. Um, yeah. 
I think if if Palace really, I think he's going to be involved in probably seventy to eighty percent of Palace's goals do. this year. Yeah, even if he's not directly involved in. Yeah, the goals yeah, himself. he'll play the pass before he'll the pass. Them, yeah, 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 he'll be the man. Um, moving on again, another bit of a drag game. But Luton fans, they got their first point. Yeah, their first, their first point in the Premier League to against ten men Wolves. Was looking, I was gonna say it was looking real sticky when um, Wolves go ten men down and then go one goal up. Yeah, and speak on the goal, man. Pedro yeah, Neto. Pedro Neto. We spoke about him last week. Getting yeah, back to his best. He's like, cooking. Well, if he can do it, if Pedro... <laughs> the way he rinsed the Luton defender, <laughs> came inside and then roofed it. Oh, it was a great, great. I goal. actually like the celebration as well. Him yeah. just like kind of losing his shit. <laughs> Um, I I just think that yeah, if Pedro Neto can get sort of, you know, eight to ten, eight to twelve, yeah, that the Wolves will will be alright because he actually does have quality, and as you say, he can rip defenders, at, yeah. at, you know, um, top and bottom of the league, yeah. So fair play to to Wolves for actually be man playing a long game without ten. Sorry, playing. He's a long he's time. one guy you probably could have considered for your wild card. You know, I had I had so many drafts. I, I wish I could show you. Well, I probably can. Yeah, you know, I had so many drafts of um who what I was gonna bring in, and he was definitely in one of my drafts. Five point five. Yeah, yeah. You know, I saw it looting away. I was like, it has his name yeah. all over it, yeah. but it meant the team that with Neto in didn't have Salah in it, and I was like, surely Neto's even more of an enabler yeah no because my front line was oh okay. it was ridiculous yeah. I was heavy hills Jason yeah. <laughs> and yeah that's my front line now you know yeah, yeah yeah but that front line will come good yeah yeah it should do it should do i think alvarez obviously was unlucky this week being taken off early but um yeah. one with watch out on on wolves um bellegarde got sent off yeah um a bit of a silly silly sending off yeah as well like i don't think I don't think that was ever going to get overturned. You can clearly kind of see that he kind of stamps back. But um, I, I mean, it's a good. It's probably a, it's probably a good point for for Luton. Yeah, definitely, of, definitely. Because, but it's crazy to say it's a good point for Luton when you're at home and the other team has ten men. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah. But um, well, I mean, after getting one nil down, yeah, you feel people people weren't happy with the penalty. I didn't. I think that was shocking that that was a penalty because it comes off the guy's knee, then hits then his hits arm, his arm and. Uh, the ref's giving it, and then he. But I think I think it. isn't the rule like if anything is almost going towards the goal, and it hits. I, your I, arm. I honestly have no idea what the rule is. I think that's what it is. It's like if anything's on target, and it hits your arm, then it's just it's like. But surely they can't. If it hits your knee and comes up. Yeah, I, I, as you say, no one really knows yeah, the rule. Yeah. It's all grey areas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Luton got their first point. Um, so hopefully get more than 15 and you're not the worst team ever in the Premier yeah. League. Keep that title with Derby. <laughs> um, and then Man City, Nottingham Forest. Um, yeah. City making it six from six. Um, they played some, I mean, for both the goals, it was great football. Yeah, Rodri, first... Rodri's pass on the first goal. It's <laughs> just an absolute line breaker. Yeah. Walker sets it back, Foden buries it. Um, but even Matthias Nunes. On the second goal. Yeah, yeah coming in, he, playing a good ball. Yeah, I mean, if Man City get him, I think he's a good player. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, if Man City can get him going, uh, it's always it's obviously going to be trouble with the other pieces he'll have to play with. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and then Rodri, Rodri yes. went and got sent off. Yeah. Um, and Morgan gives I didn't even do anything. <laughs> He, he, he beat him in the 50-50 and left Rodri on the ground, and obviously Rodri was annoyed by that. Rodri's just charged up. And then Gibbs White is just trying to win the ball back and Rodri's just lost it. 
yeah, there's nothing much else to say. It's like just like a flash of um, yeah, it, it, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know what Pep was saying at half time for yeah for for Reggie to come out guns blazing like that. Uh, and I don't even know if that's his character. I mean, like he's always a bit of a a prick, but like, well, I mean, Kyle Walker came out and said that, that like that's not that's not his character. Yeah, that's, like you never really see that from uh, him. Like he's a yeah, I was gonna say he's a bit of a prick, but he's not um the violent. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a prick in like the football sense. Exactly, like Sly. how Fernandinho was. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. But he's not really the violent type. So it was very very interesting, and obviously very very fortuitous for. Other, other teams, yeah, if yeah. whoever messes you play for the next three games, let well, alone they, just they Newcastle at St. James's. No in, way, in, oh, the, in, Carabao in the Carabao Cup. Um, and I yeah. think Newcastle can play a very strong team. I yeah, mean, they, they managed will. to rest everyone this weekend after taking <laughs> apart Sheffield, which we will which talk we'll, about. Yeah, which will come on to. But how many um, times? It's like how many times have we put in a knife? And it's not even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they deserve it this week. Yeah, you look yeah, actually yeah, deserve yeah. it this week. So, um, but yeah, um, after the sending off, Forest kind of came back into it a bit more. Um. Yo, Ilanga. Yeah. I think Ten Hogs made a mistake there. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for a right winger. <laughs> you got one there, man. Ilanga's <laughs> looking pretty good, man. Hey, that's too funny. Well, you're not wrong, man. And it's funny, you know, if you you know, you sell Brendan Johnson for 45 mil, mm. you, you cop a Langer for 15? 15 or whatever it was. It's good business, same yeah. profile of player. Yep. Probably give you a similar similar output. Yep. Um, yeah. I think Nottingham Forest, you know, yeah, they're, they're going to be a good team. Like they'll they'll push into the uh, like the fifteenth to twelfth yeah, yeah spots rather than hanging around. Uh, and and they've had a tough start. They um yeah they've had to go to the Emirates, go to Old Trafford, go yeah. to Stamford Bridge, yeah. and go to the Etihad. Yeah. Um, and they've got seven points from six games. Um. Which is more than Chelsea have got. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Chelsea had the easiest run in. So, so fair play to Forrest, man. You, you guys are actually doing all right. That is too funny. Um, but, yeah, moving on from that, um, Brentford-Everton. The yeah, game. this was... The Abdullah Decore masterclass. Yeah. Um, you know what was funny? I, you know, I thought this was going to be a nil-nil draw. Uh, yeah. Okay, I hoped FBL wise it'd be in a no yeah. draw because I brought in Pinnock, yeah, and I brought in Pickford, Pickford yeah. Um, but I also did... you know what? if any game's gonna be a nil nil, yeah, it's probably Brentford ever, yeah. But I also did kind of think that, um, like for some reason that if something was gonna happen to Everton in this game, like something was something was gonna come good for them, yeah. I just feel like a Sean Dyche team can't lose that many games in a row, yeah. without just a, a freak bounce back, yeah, you know, yeah. or something breaking their way. Like he's been around. He has too much like Premier League um, goodwill. Yeah, 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 I feel yeah. like from the from the Premier League gods of suffering for Burnley for so <laughs> yeah, many years, yeah, yeah, with no yeah. transfer budget. They and gave like, him some grace. Yeah, so. you know he's he's, he's got. But, so... but but you know Everton Everton were full value for that win. Yeah, exactly. They, considering how they played last week against us, yeah, um, it was a stark contrast. They went out, they attacked, they tried to score goals. Um, the Beto show, yeah, um, <laughs> exactly flick yeah, the Beto show, <laughs> winning flick ons causing problems, um, and I, I think if we obviously know about uh Calvert Lewin's yeah, injury, record. injury record. He's a he's a good backup to bring in. Looks like he'll do all right. The thing about Calvert Lewin though is we do do this a lot. Like he comes back from injury, he scores a goal. We look yeah. at his next couple of features and we think, oh, you know, Calvert Lewin's back. Yeah, Things yeah. are gonna go well. And then, then the injury comes. And then another, you know, yeah. there's a niggle, there's this. So obviously, I actually really hope he stays fit. Just yeah, for his yeah. sake and Everton's sake and the Premier League's sake. Because 
it's always a more interesting place when Everton's a tough, tough yeah, fixture. Yeah, especially I mean, now that we've yeah cleared there, that out and got our three points. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know. let's get Calvert Lewin fully fit for everyone See, else at least hey, to go there. We need it. Yeah, streets yeah. need it. And um, <laughs> the other thing on Calvert Lewin is, um, and he actually came out and said this in in an interview that he did when he uh, when he got injured against Villa earlier on in the season. Um, he was actually booed off by some of his own fans for the injury. Um, I think so. Yeah. Mm. Um, so for him to score today or, yeah, or at yeah. the weekend, um, I think he was he was quite happy about that. He, he was basically saying that he knows that like it all comes because the Everton fans care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good for him to get on the score sheet. Also, what needs to be mentioned? Matthias Jensen's finish. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's pinpoint. Like he's, he's the technique is just drilled it, you know. Like, it's, it's flappy hands from Pickford. Uh, uh, well, that we know. Classic. Yeah, that we that we know. Yeah, because <laughs> Tarkovsky's there on the line. <laughs> that that would have been a clean sheet you, you needed. Also, Tarkovsky's goal is yeah, talk, just and a assist. dunk. It's just a dunk. <laughs> it's just the I wanted more at the back post. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know that's why. I, it was um, a proper proper centre half. FPO FPO. I have a sneaky. Well, obviously I got Gusto out. So I could get Tarkovsky in for the next two home games, but I feel like banking on Everton no, to yeah. get two clean, like a double clean sheet. I've I've been banking on Pickford all season, and it's never and happened. I'm let down every week. It's gonna uh, happen anyway. Yeah, on um on Brentford though, it's it's not been a great start for them. They've got six points from their opening six games. Yeah. Um, they obviously lost at home on the weekend. People are saying Thomas Frank gave everything away on MNF, <laughs> and now now people. But yeah, it's not been it's not been a great start. Um, isn't it's it's not been a great start. But at the same time, I don't know. I think it's been all right. Like even in this game, I feel like everything hinges on whether Wissa takes his chances for Brentford. Mm. You know, because he does have one or two good opportunities. And Bremo put one across the box that they should have scored from. Yeah. So I, I feel like Everton. Sorry, Everton. Brentford is still figuring out what to do without Tony. They're still trying to make things work. Um, I don't worry too much about them. I even with Thomas Frank in MNF, I feel like he's right when he says that you know everybody f- studies me, everybody studies mm, everybody. Mm. There's nothing I can tell you here that Pep or Teto or whoever yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. already know. Um, and then the Saturday night game, uh, Burnley yeah. Man United. Burnley actually put it on Man United, man, for the first half, the first 25, 30 minutes, or wherever it was. Yeah, maybe even say the first 45, apart from the goal. Yeah. Um, Burnley actually put it on Man United. Yeah, and yeah. I thought for I thought yeah, surely something. Yeah, when, uh, well, they went through and they hit the post. Yeah, on. but I think um, the thing with Burnley is that I was watching the game and they play good football, but there's no killer. Yeah, just I'm I'm sat there. And I'm like, yeah, who's who's, who's it scaring anywhere? Yeah, who's it gonna be? Yeah, yeah, like okay, let's break the lines now. Let's go forward. Like yeah, and. It, like they build up from the back nicely, the keepers composed, they move forward. I think they dominated possession. I think Man United had what was it like 30, 37% or 27% even. Wow. Um but yeah, it's uh to be to be honest, uh, if if company keeps wearing a suit and a cap, it's I just gotta it's to keep gonna be a long day. Yeah. Like if if you're gonna wear the suit, you can't wear the cap. I do think that for Burnley, those games when you're clearly playing better football than any team in the top six, um, you have to at least try and get draws out of those matches at home. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Man United can't like stink it up for sixty minutes and still walk out with three points yeah. at your place yeah. if you want to stay up. You know, even like Nottingham yeah. Forest last year um, would get good results at home, enough good results at home yeah. to keep them up at the end of the season. Mm. Um and yeah, I, I kind of feel you. I just don't know who's gonna be the goal getter. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I thought their their right winger was all right. No, well, he, he was their left winger to begin with, and then he got switched yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly Osho. Yeah, to the right. The Osho. The Osho. The Osho. Um, he, he was called, he got Dallo booked really early. Really on. early. He was skipping past him um, easy. Yeah, and then I think they had an injury and he had to swap sides. But um, that, that that's where I feel for Burnley a bit, because they can play as well as they played. But in the Premier League, especially against the top sides, like, just one moment and the quality is there on display yeah. for Bruno's goal. For Bruno's like, goal. Not really too much you can do about that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good pass from Johnny Evans and it's it's a ridiculous it's finish a ridic- from Bruno. Yeah, it's RVPS. Oh, yeah, on the volley, just buried at bottom bins. The technique on that is is top. Um, I mean, if, the thing about United as well is you can actually always count on Bruno bailing you out yeah, yeah. for a couple of games in a season. Like and he played Bruno from the right. Yeah, yeah. You can just which ooh. we obviously spoke about quite a bit last week um, about Ten Hag's tactics and stuff. Um, and I, I guess you can say it worked in this game because they won. You can say it worked because they won. Three points will cover up a lot and they needed three points. Mm. And the way they've been playing recently, they just needed three points. So you yeah. can't even, like, of course, there were still sort of um, warning signs or yellow flags, red flags or whatever because of uh, how easy it was for Burnley to get at them for the first 45. But at the end of the day, when United won, they'll now move on. And like, they, they skipped like six, seven places in the league just, yeah, by, get, just yeah, by getting yeah. those three points, you know. So things seem a little bit brighter. Like, Amrabat and guys again, their first couple of minutes mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. So they'll tell themselves, you know, we're back. Title yeah. charge. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think any, no Man United fans should be telling them title charge. But, um, <laughs> and I credit, shout out Johnny Evans, man. Shout out Johnny Evans. For, for, for e- Six or something. Yeah. Shout out Regulon um, as well. Four points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, yeah, it's a great pass from Johnny Evans on his left foot for the goal. Um, yeah, kept a clean sheet. I think that yeah, that was his two hundredth Man United appearance. What, what, who's United's next fixture in the league? Crystal Palace at home. Yeah, yeah and then Brentford at home. They got two home games. All right. Well, we'll see the script. I'm expecting them to pick up six points in those games. They should, yeah, of course. Home games or Trafford, they probably, yeah. you know, they'll probably be, it'll probably be two home games where like Crystal Palace, like Matata and Edward will miss guilt edge chances. Yeah. Five, yeah. five yards out. The classic. Yeah, Onana's yeah. on the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after Onana's howler midweek. Oh. Horror, horror performance midweek. Yeah, he, he um, He's he's gonna have those questions hung over him all season. Yeah, you know, even if he goes on a run of keeping clean sheets, um, the minute he lets another one go in, the comps will just be right back out. Yeah, and um, it's gonna be tough, man. Even that's what I'm saying. Even um, I know you're at home, but Johnny Evans and Lindelof, like you should you should be licking your lips if you're Edward as a yeah um, yeah definitely definitely you know um. But Varane came on in, in the Burnley game, so yeah. he might be getting back to fitness. Um, you see that video of Varane's walk with his knees? Yeah, yeah. It can't be, it can't be real. <laughs> he can't be serious. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I give it I give it maybe three, four games before he's in He's out again. again. Yeah. But they also have a ton of injuries, you know? Yeah, yeah, they do. Like, that's got to be do. mentioned. They have Wambisaka, Shaw. Yeah, um, Malassia. Yeah, Mount. But I, th- I think they're starting to get players back now, um, which should help them. And uh, yeah, like you say, it was good for them to get three points. No, it again. was, but it wasn't much in the game, though. It was yeah, just yeah, it goal. wasn't like. And I think Man United fans will know this. It wasn't a performance that's like, oh yes, yeah, Ten yeah. Hag's team, <laughs> yeah, black, yeah. Black, black, black. Yeah. still came on. You yeah, know. you got dominated on <laughs> with the ball. 
um by Burnley um and they had, Burnley had a couple chances United had a couple chances on the break yeah um it was a game suited to Man United I think yeah 100% Burnley gonna come and, and it was a game definitely suited for, for Bruno goal just yeah, to like yeah, Rashford like, in the transition you need, was looking dangerous you need one bit of quality and the guy you know he's lobbing it up in the air 50 times finally gonna get one that goes in yeah yeah um and then moving on from there to Sunday's game, um, first game was the North London derby. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal two, Tottenham two. Um, for those of you that I know, maybe don't don't watch too much football, but are on social media, you might think Spurs won the game um, because of how they're talking. But it was actually a draw, um, not like when we went to their place last year and actually won and <laughs> took three points. Um, but you know what? Credit credit to Spurs because yeah. they came and they played football. That's why. That's why they didn't they didn't park the bus. Yeah, that's what um, I'm most impressed about. They didn't just stick men behind the ball. Even even in like the 85th minute, they were taking short goal kicks. Yeah, um, trying to play when you think two yeah. two at the Emirates, you might be trying to hold on, go long. Yeah, um, they were still trying to play. So fair play to them for that. Fair play to Ange. Yeah, um, for sticking to his principles. But but Arsenal were awful. Absolutely terrible in the second half. Um, and Spurs probably played as good as they can. Um, and we still got a draw. Um, I'll ask you I'll ask your thoughts on the game. But all, all I really have to say on it is if Arsenal bury their chances in the first half, the game's done. Mm. Um, after um, Romero's own goal, Jesus has to score. Mm. He has to score that when he robs Madison there. Mm, mm. It's just it, and it's it's just rash. It's it's quick. He's like, too excited almost. Yeah, yeah. He's got more time than that, and that's that's where we've known for like Jesus isn't the, yeah, the clinical yeah, finisher, yeah. but he has to score there. Eddie's chance. I know it's a tight angle, but I feel like I hope for him to do a little bit more. Like I want my striker to just hit the roof of the net there, mm. just just absolutely roof it, go high, go over the keeper and bury it. Um, and yeah, when you don't take those chances and you make the mistakes that we made, like on their first goal, yeah, uh, we just can't clear the ball. They pick it up, and then set, on the balance of the second half, they were probably the better team. So overall, a draw is probably a fair result. I just thought it was a really, really weird game because um, I think we had so much of the possession and ball in the first half, and as you say, we had the chances to kill the game. And a hundred percent, if we go two in a lot, yeah, game's um, done. The, you know, the game is done. We just manage it. But I just feel like I just thought it was a really weird game for just how the goals turned out. Like we scored an own goal and a penalty, and Tottenham scored through sort of two mistakes of our own. Um, you know, the ball yeah. comes over the top. You know, Raya hits it out. We don't really clear our line. Saka doesn't really commit to the tackle. Yeah. We have no three... one really gets out to Madison. Yeah, all right. Saka loses. All right, Madison beats Saka. We still have three players who the ball has to pass before it gets to um, yep. Son. Yep. who taps it home and I'm just like you know everything could have done a, a little bit but like we were just sloppy sloppy yeah. play all around yeah. so it was like and then as you say Tottenham were the, were the better team in the second half so I'm, I'm actually impressed with, with Ange for playing football you know there was definitely times when we were pressing them and or you know we we're definitely pressing them and Tottenham were playing five yard passes out from the back and I thought there's no way they can keep this up yeah yeah um, but in the first half we pressed with intensity they, 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 they couldn't, couldn't get out, out. yeah like yeah. We, we were on them they yeah. couldn't really do anything they were having to go long. Obviously, Declan Rice is a big part of that when he has to come off at half time. Yeah, that's that's I think that's what the game um hinged on. Yeah. Was 
as soon as Declan Rice came off, we lost the midfield. We lost the midfield battle. I would I would have loved to have seen Martinelli play in that game. Yeah, I would have loved. Yeah, I mean, just because in the transition, yeah, we, we didn't really have any that sort much. of threat like that. Yeah, um, yeah, and and I think personally, Arteta got it wrong when when I heard the rumors that Trossard was out. My first thought was give Reese the start. Yeah, play Reese Nelson. I I really didn't think moving Jesus well, would have played any part in his mind, but but I I guess he kind of wanted to help Zinchenko out. He knows Poro is probably going to maybe it's preparation for the future. Potentially, <laughs> I have a Tony links today. Um, I, I I agree with you to a certain extent. I was I was definitely a little bit shocked to see. And I um, think Reese would have brought that like like he likes to go at his guy one v one. But you know, you know what? I really, I really think that in hind, like that is a hindsight thought because I, I was also shocked at first to see that Jesus was on the left and Eddie was going to start up top. But I did think that um, these are our two best attacking players. It's a North London derby. You get your two best attacking players on the pitch. Um, yeah, but I thought this before the lineup. It's like the rumors of Trossard being out came Saturday evening. Yeah, yeah. And my first thought was like for like. I just I I I, would, I wasn't too shocked that he belie- like he's always used Reese as an impact sub at home. Yeah, yeah. He's given Reese twenty minutes at home when we need to change a game. Yeah, and um, I think he really believes that that I think yes, he believes that Reese can probably do more for the team. But I don't really think that he thought for a big game like this, um, I could start Reese over Eddie. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, it would have been really tough to to make that call, and I think. You know, we, we, as you say, if we bury if we bury our chances in the first half, if Jesus yeah. pips um, Madison buries yeah. that chance, as, as soon as that game goes to two nil, it's, it's done. It's, it's we, done. we also start saying, you know, it's a great it's a great tactical decision to play Jesus off the left. We see how versatile he is. He came centrally. Da, 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 da. But 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 I also do. But the reason I do agree with you to a certain extent is because I don't really think Eddie was in the game like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's and, why it makes it look like it was such a bad tactical decision because Eddie didn't repay the manager's faith mm, for playing mm. him. And obviously he got the full ninety minutes, and it was like I, I can't even really recall an Eddie yeah. chance or like yeah. something that. And I don't know how much that is on Eddie and the team not making it because Odegaard didn't have his best game as well. Yeah. So um, maybe all the blame isn't on Eddie. No, but, no, it's not. It's not. But you, we can't put all the blame. Yeah. On one, but we've we've um, sat here on this podcast and sung Eddie's praises. Um, yeah. And we're, 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 we're both Eddie fans, but. When when our player plays badly, we're we're gonna yeah, we're gonna yeah, say yeah. that. And he he was he was awful yesterday. Yeah, like he didn't link the play. Yeah, when it was coming up to him, he wasn't, wasn't sticking. It, yeah, um, he wasn't pressing like how I thought. Yeah, he might, especially given it's a North London derby. Um, I agree that like when Tottenham were playing the better football in the second half, and as I said just before we started, like there was about like fifteen minutes where we just when they scored and we just did not have the ball or play yeah. any sort of three or four passes together. I think if you're missing that, Jesus making something out of nothing up top, exactly. just of like, yeah. he brings the ball down, he wins a foul, or he brings somebody else into play and we go, and like, you're right, the ball was, we were actually really just hoofing it long and like, Eddie wasn't getting to anything or making much of a nuisance of himself. Um, and and that's why like I can live with the result of a draw because Tottenham, as you say, probably on average were maybe the better team than us. In the but, second half. In the second half. Yeah. But uh, I just think that yeah, as long as we don't lose these games, we stay unbeaten because Tottenham have Liverpool next. Yeah. 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 So if Tottenham lose that game or whatever happens in that game happens in that game. One of those two teams hopefully doesn't come out with the unbeaten record still. And then we go to Bournemouth and then we play Manchester City and it's like kinda like 
how I said the Fulham game, like the draw versus Fulham, the way I view it depends on what happens in the next game, in the yeah. next two games. In the yeah. next game, we beat United and it's like, all right, you know, I'll live with it. Yeah. Um, we should never really be dropping points to Tottenham at home. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, with all, maybe I'm making excuses, but with all the things said, the Rice coming off at halftime, Trossard yeah. Uh, yeah. being out the day before. Jorginho's mistake. There's a bit of a game plan. <laughs> there was there was, there was was definitely a game plan that Arteta had that he could no longer put in play. Yeah. And he had to start scrambling. And the team that he scrambled together was able to get a draw still. Yeah. Yeah. So I can kind of take... Well, well when I'm seeing Jorginho Havertz and, and Odegaard... Yeah, as a midfield in a North London derby. Because in the first half, Spurs fans have been raving about Udogi. Yeah, he got ripped. He was on top. Yeah, Saka had him on toast. But that's another thing we should have done more. We should have ripped him but more. But I think in the second half, you think oh, once he's got the yellow card and people are getting onto Saka for this, it's not Saka's fault. He wasn't getting the ball. Yeah. Like, we, we couldn't keep hold of possession. Yeah. And, and I think that's why we, we missed a lot about Odegaard. And, like, obviously, he signed a new contract and we're so happy for him. We're so happy for that. Like, yeah. I'm happy he's going to be here for another four years. He's, you know, a world-class player. But to yesterday or whenever it was, um, you just see what what happens when he has an off game. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the that connection up top. Eddie gets no chances. Saka doesn't really get the ball like yeah. that. Our left wing wasn't really as effective. Yeah. Um, because Vieira wasn't great. You know, yeah, exactly as well. So, I, but but I still think if if Declan Rice stays on, especially we, once we go, and 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 this is the thing, right? When 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 you want to go for a title, firstly, if that's Man City or Liverpool at the Etihad or Anfield, they're getting three points. Yeah, right. Someone like, becomes a hero. Especially Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah, you, yeah. you're not seeing them Someone draw that kind a of game, right? Um, and if we're going to be in a title race, those those kind of moments when we've just scored, if if Declan Rice is on the pitch, he's not doing what Jorginho does. And and that is why I I also uh, I do take a little bit of fault with Arteta's substitutions because I think defensively we had our leaders. Uh, you know, Gabriel was there. Saliba, Shout out Gabriel! I thought Saliba had an incredible game. Yeah, yeah, he made he some made, big he made tackles. Some, he, he made some poor passes. Yeah, on the ball he was a he bit. He made some poor passes, poor, but, but I think there was a lot of times when there was a scary situation yeah. in which a ball was knocked into space, and it's Saliba versus Saliba comes man. towering. Yeah, yeah, in. and like those were like yeah, those no, were, he was good. He was good, but I think Gabriel was flawless. Yeah, I yeah. think I think Gabriel was but, was really good. Yesterday. So this, that's my point of we had our leaders at the back defensively. So the goals we conceded, we conceded. Yeah, but when it was time for leadership, they were there. But then as you move further up the pitch, our leaders, like Declan Rice wasn't there in midfield, yeah, Partey yeah. wasn't there. I mean, um, I think, but but yeah, as we say, man, there was, we were probably like, you know, in, in F1, you have so many strategies. We were probably in strategy, like C, strategy, yeah, you yeah. know, like just trying to get, trying to get it over the line. And because of the fear that I thought we could lose it for a second, I can yeah, live with, the point. I can live with a point because losing it at home no, yeah. is, well, I and mean, what that does, like, yeah, psychologically. But, um, but yo, what do you think about the injuries? Because the injuries are piling up. Well, um, the news news today that Martinelli, Trossard, and Rice should be fit for Man City. Well, yeah, that's um, what I hear. Which, as long as they're, fit, I think I fit, uh, I can't, I can't explain enough how much of a miss I thought Martinelli was. It, yeah, and, yeah, and people say, oh, he hasn't scored a goal yet this season. It doesn't or whatever. Matter. Like, he makes especially for for a team that came to play football like Tottenham did and came to play out and put players high up the pitch and played high risk. Whenever we had that turnover, yeah. can you just imagine the ball getting to Martinelli and him going 1v1 at Romero? 
I, I thought I thought I hundred percent I hear you on that. Um some of the some of the balls in transition, just an out ball. Um, you know, if the one time Eddie did make it stick, Martin Lilly was there in support. Yeah, it's a different game. We we lacked that just like that directness. I'm just gonna get it. Um, and I remember in last year's North London derby, um, German Martinelli was just Every time he got it, he was going at Emerson, going yeah. at Emerson. I, I also thought that we we mistrusted as well in in the sense yeah. that he provides that edge of the box quality exactly and movement yeah. and the, the the very few moments in the second half where we did have the ball high up the pitch and we we're trying to play sort of possession based football in their half um, slash around the area. I just thought that we were finding it really tough to break them down and um, Trossard would have been. Yeah. Like two footed can jink, can create that final ball, can whip it across the box. Like something normally breaks. Yeah, when yeah. he's on the pitch, and um, we were lacking that quality. And yeah, man, it it, it it's tough. You know, especially when you see Tottenham and celebrate this like a win. Yeah, you start yeah. to feel like, man, did we actually lose this game? But fair play to them because yeah. a lot of people thought they were gonna get battered. It, I mean, for for a team that's like battling for for a Conference League place to come yeah. to to come to the Emirates and get a point. Is, is a great result for them. Um, but for a team like us who are aspiring for bigger things, obviously it's going to feel like a loss for us. Also, maybe it's, maybe it's 4D chess because if Tottenham go into the Liverpool game with the mentality of, yeah, we can take on the big boys yeah. and play football yeah. and they get something out of that game, I'll be more than thankful. I'll, I'll be watching that game intently. I'll be, more th- I'll be more than thankful for Tottenham to win or draw that game, preferably win even because I know Tottenham... No, I want drop... them to get smashed. I, I know. I, know Tottenham... I want them to get absolutely... The reason I want Tottenham to win is because I know they'll drop points down the line. I know they would yeah, drop points, yeah. as the and season. it would be it would be a big win for Liverpool. As, if they went there, exactly, it, it yeah. will it will cement them as like, all right, boys, we're here, and for real. But they're getting too gassed, man. Are you, are you seeing this stuff about has Ange skipped like two and a half years of the process? <laughs> <laughs> like the season ended yesterday. Uh, th- but we know this about like how many times, how many with Harry Kane, yeah, with yeah, Harry yeah, Kane, yeah, yeah. how many times have Tottenham won the trophy? In you yeah. know August, with Conte, exactly. With Mourinho. August, September, October. Oh, yeah. Tottenham look great. It's gonna the wheels fall off. Yeah, every yeah. year. Yeah. So I worry about Liverpool more. They've got looting away soon. <laughs> I, I, I wait, wait till teams like West Ham start turning up at Tottenham. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's where like you know. But um, on on Tottenham, obviously they came. They got the point. I reckon a hundred percent. All all Tottenham fans would have taken a point yeah. for the game because they know what usually happens when they come to the Emirates. It just means that we have to win at their place. Yeah, yeah. Which um, which we do. Yeah, I think I think we could do. Yeah. We, obviously, we did it last year when you had Harry Kane and Antonio Conte. Um, <laughs> but I think obviously we know when Son gets chances, he's going to score. Yeah, he bags him. So fair play to Son. He had to, he only really had two chances. Took them both. But he took them very well. Yeah, the second yeah, one was no, like so calm. The first one even. Yeah. Like you say, the three players around him yeah. and he's just kind of in off yeah. the post. Um, but the person I, I did want to give credit to, obviously James Madison. Yeah. He yeah. played very well yesterday. Yeah. Um, he's a man for the moment. He shines in the big. Exactly. The yeah. He's break. picking up the ball. It would have been so sweet to see Jesus bury it after robbing him. Yeah, but that's, that's what we I guess. Um, and the one thing I will say is that I think if if we don't know the extent of the injury that Madison picked up, but if Madison does get injured, I think that whole system Just could fall apart. apart. I think he's so integral yeah. and so key to what they're trying to do. I think that whole system could fall apart. I think, I think one thing that Ange has done in a short space of time is he's put a whole bunch of technicians Mm. Or as many technicians as he can on the pitch. Yeah, so he's put Pedro Porro in, who 
he's he decent, a, decent on the yeah, ball, he right? A, yeah, he played a delicious pass. Yeah, that, that left foot yeah, scoop yeah, yeah. inside, yeah. Udogi, who looks decent on the ball. And can, and can ben. defend PMP. Like yeah, he can, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, Isuma, again, I think the only one, Kulisevsky, talented. Pretty, the, yeah, the, the only one who can't or isn't like really a possession guy is probably Sar. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of yeah, out of legs. Uh, yeah, and, and out of force that. from Ange because he doesn't really have any. And he's else. young; he could actually probably add that to his game. Yeah. So, and I think that's that's something Ange has done well. If he wants to play that style of football, similar to what Deserby's done at Brighton, get as many technicians on the pitch as you can who can play in tight spaces, and and obviously that'll help. Um, but yeah, we'll move on mm-hmm. from that game. Obviously, honors even in the North London derby. Um, to Chelsea Aston Villa. Um. Now, there's lots to talk about here. And obviously, Aston Villa deserved their praise. Um, it was a great finish from Ollie Watkins for his goal. Yeah, um, after Levi Colwell blocks it. <laughs> a bit unlucky from Colwell because he's done well to block it. Yeah. And then it's fallen to it. And then he's, from that angle, crashed it in off the post. Um, proper away performance from Aston Villa. <laughs> Douglas Louise was bossing the midfield. I still... still... Kind of unhappy yeah. that we missed out on him, you know. Yeah, Douglas Louise trained player, and he was young. Um, but I, I, yeah, I agree. That finish is nuts yeah. from from what can, yeah. and the, you know, Diaby picking up the ball, yeah. just carrying yeah. it. He's 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 a very good player for them. Zaniolo did well. Yeah, yep. you know, Zaniolo looks good. Um, Villa, yeah, they're just always going to be a tough team to beat yeah. under Unai. Um, and they're going to have attackers who can make the difference. But Emi Martinez made some big saves. Yeah, made some big saves. But uh, Chelsea yeah. also just on Chelsea because <laughs> I think, um, and I think I think soon, depending on how Chelsea's results go, I might get a might get a Chelsea fan on here soon and do a bit of a deep to dive. Explain the madness um, into what's getting on. And um, firstly, firstly, okay, I think let's talk on let's talk on Poch. Because I think you know how highly I rate, you rate Poch. him. Yeah, I don't. I rate him, but, but I don't rate yeah, him. yeah, yeah. But at this point, as much as I think that a lot of managers would struggle at, with the Chelsea job mm-hmm. and everything that's going on there, I'm I'm starting to worry now that Poch isn't going to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> so, how much do you think? he's capable of fixing like how much like where do you think he can get this team to and then how much do you think is like yeah external you know every manager would struggle da, 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 da. because uh, like as you rightly said some podcasts ago or, or maybe even off air was like Poch works well with young managers sorry with young players he did that at Tottenham mm-hmm. gets them where they need to go he creates a system around them they're young their energy they believe what he's saying they run through walls for him kind of thing yeah and Chelsea only signed players under the age of like 24 yeah yeah, twenty five. So he has young players, and he has quality young players. Yeah, like like some of them. Yeah, we we, we diamond in the rough type of vibes, but some of them we you know one hundred percent. There's quality there. Yep. We've seen systems being built around them, and they play ball. Yeah. So, yeah, how much like where do you think the blame should fall? Um, because yeah, upstairs is always a mess. But the one thing upstairs has done is provided a group of quality talent. Yeah. Um, yeah. regardless of whether it's legal and how they bought them and FFP and all that shit, they've provided <laughs> they've provided a lead, like a, a group of, of quality young yeah. players. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think um I think you always have to differentiate the problems that owners um whatever's going on upstairs at a football club yeah and the football. can impact what's going on 
there is a level of blame that is placed with any manager that is doing things wrong that is causing problems and not reacting to it. Mm. So firstly, I think with the players that Chelsea have, like you said, talented young players and the fixtures that they've had to play, they've only beaten Luton. (laughs) Arguably a team that are on course to be one of the worst Premier League teams ever. That's the only team they've beaten. <clears throat> you can't tell me that the players Chelsea have in their squad aren't good enough to beat Bournemouth yeah. or beat even Villa at home, Forest at home, or whoever it is. And that has to be put on Poch and what Poch <laughs> is getting out of these guys. Because, again, like, for, for whatever reason, I don't know if he doesn't see Chilwell as a left back, if he thinks he's a winger now, but Chilwell's not even playing. Yeah. And Levi Colwell's playing left back. Yeah. And, that for one is just getting on my nerves. I thought Chilwell was a like Chelsea club fan. captain. I yeah, he's the vice captain. He made Reese James captain and Chilwell vice captain. <laughs> and and Chilwell's value is just tanking in my FPL team because <laughs> everyone's selling him now because he's been benched two weeks. Yeah, or they can see. Yeah, or he comes on and gets booked in the last two <laughs> weeks. So he's had two zero pointers. But then one guy who actually did play well was Mudrick. Was Mudrick? I yeah, saw that. Um, played some nice passes. Jackson. Now we spoke last week and we said. And there's going to come a point where we're going to be like, okay, we actually need you to start burying some of these. Yeah. He's not drug ball. <laughs> is that what you had to tell me? It definitely <laughs> is not drug bar. Um, but then, and, 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 and Jackson suspended now. Yeah. Got five yellow cards, four of them for dissent. <laughs> How about some goals, man? <laughs> Why are you blaming well, the referee? Yeah. If that, if that was Mike Dean, and what, he would bro- turn around and say, why are you blaming me for? Breuer's out. Yeah. He came on, didn't look great. Um, I think Cole Palmer came on, did, did a bit. Yeah. But I just, again, <laughs> Chelsea just can't score goals. Raheem Sterling goes through. Yeah, so he that. should slip Jackson he for doesn't. an easy tap. Yeah. Takes the shot. Martinez saves it. I think there's just, there's just so many problems, man. So many problems. I think I'm so happy that Chelsea are where they are because yeah. I've been saying I don't know why Chelsea fans keep speaking as if they've won the transfer window. Yeah. And like, I see the up and down consistency, sorry, inconsistency, I should say, that Chelsea are going to go through just how like we went through. Mm. Um, Chelsea could very well finish like eight. Remember, we started the season poorly and then we just went on a surge towards yeah. the back end of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I feel like Chelsea could be like that in a sense of like your team is very young, it's very inconsistent. You know, even if you do get a good 45, 60 minutes out of Mudrick, he might not put that in for another three weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, hopefully maybe you can build off it. But I think the team profile is where it is right now. And I think that's why I put a bit more on Poch because you've seen this before, you've done this before, mm-hmm. you've managed this before in the jungle of the Premier League and you've you've previously known how to get performances out of people. And obviously it takes time. You can't say that, you know, they have young players and they should win now. So obviously it does take time. But um, I, I, I think but Poch still yes. needs time, for sure. For yeah, sure for he sure, still needs time. Sure. But <laughs> the reason why I say I don't know if he can fix this is because the squad is so young. They're all young players. Like you say, Mudrick's put in a good 60 minutes this week. But we really don't do. know if he's going to do that for another three games. Mm. So who's the experienced head that might turn up in those three games or might coach Mudrick through yeah. those games? Like, it's meant to be Raheem who doesn't square the wall. It's just 
the lack of experience in that team, like you can't just put a team of young players together, finish 12th again, finish 14th, and then just hope it all clicks and then they go for the title. That's the, it's not how it works. Yeah. I, I, I really also think that Chelsea suffer from like just an intangible thing of like almost karma. Yeah. Like yeah. of like some of the things that don't go their way or some of the players that aren't necessarily performing I swear to you, they're good players. Yeah. You yeah. know, in any other team or any other league, but it just is not working for them at Chelsea and they suffer because of that. Um, I, I just think that, again, with Chelsea, games when you're not really um, scoring goals, but you're still kind of letting the chances that you let through mm-hmm. or you still kind of concede, man, it doesn't breed good, especially because you have so many central defenders. And the worst thing I think Poch can start doing now is like rotating between yeah. to try yeah. and find who his best centre-back pairing is because it will only keep you down the table. To have more games than points on the board for the money that you spent, there's nowhere to hide. <laughs> and like, I just don't, I don't, like Chelsea fans, I mean, all the statistics about Chelsea winning like seven games you know, and and also another point I wanted to make was obviously I, I do put a lot of blame on Poch's feet right now, but you know at the same time like three managers have had this squad or yeah. a similar type yeah. of squad, and like just have not got things going. So maybe it is upstairs. Maybe well, what is. was that stat? They have two two Premier League wins since Potter was sacked. Yes, yeah, like, they they have the worst form in the Premier League if you exclude the sides that got relegated and promoted. I saw something like they've only won seven games out of their last thirty eight. Or if someone said Michael Essien has as many wins at Stamford Bridge as Enzo <laughs> from Essien playing in the Legends game last week. <laughs> like, 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 where are these? And, and that's the other and thing. And it's at the home form, man. Yeah, yeah. The like, home form. And and we've been there as Arsenal fans. <laughs> yeah. So Chelsea fans, I know you think that we're just dogging on you right now, but trust me, we're, we're saying this yeah, from experience, yeah. right? When teams start thinking... Yeah, you know what? We can go to Stamford Bridge and pop these guys. That is a horrible, horrible you know place it, you to You know be. what it is? Because we saw teams come to the Emirates in that time and just think, who are these guys? Teams, the thing is, I think football players and teams start thinking it way before fans start believing it. Yeah. Like, um, you know. And, and when that when the lower teams start, start yeah, smelling blood yeah, yeah, yeah. at your home you'll, stadium. You'll be looking at, like, big, as big fans problems. will be thinking, oh, they got you know, Chelsea, Stafford Bridge. Oh, you know, surely it's going to turn around for Chelsea. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. But the players, at home. the players on the pitch are thinking, they're not going to turn this. <laughs> I'm going to be on them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm going to be on top of Colwell. I'm going to be on top yeah. of Casado. I'm going to be on top of all of these guys. And you see them break on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you start having more space than then you really should at Stamford yeah, Bridge. Cause the, exactly, because then they don't show you the respect yeah, exactly. that like, they, in previous years you, you might have earned. Yeah. And they start thinking, yeah, if Stamford Bridge is just like going to Vitality <laughs> at Bournemouth. That's how Jesse Lingo starts fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and, and that's, when, that's when you really start to get exposed. That's when it's, yeah, it's peak. It's um, peak. But, Especially because Stamford Bridge used to be a fortress. Those Jose yeah, years, the, yeah, you know, yeah. it used to be like, didn't, didn't Jose go like 90 certain games? It's ridiculous without man. losing at Stamford Bridge. Um, but one thing I did want to do was I'm going to read out Chelsea's fixtures, yeah, and mm. I just want you to tell me if you think win, draw, or lose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before the international break, they got Fulham away, Burnley away, um, and then after that, they come back, they play us. What away at, at Stamford Bridge? Yeah, I what? think we'll win. Arsenal win, yeah? Yeah. Uh, then they got Brentford at Stamford Bridge. Draw. Then they got Spurs away. Loss. Then they got Man City at home. 
Loss. Newcastle away. Loss. Brighton at home. Draw. We saw what Brighton did at Old Trafford. Yeah, but at the same time, can Chelsea lose like four games? We've seen it happen though, which is crazy. We saw Arsenal. It happened to Arsenal. Yeah, we've seen it happen. Um, but you're going to draw, yeah? I'm going to go draw. All right, United away. Draw. And then Everton away. Loss. <laughs> so, what? They're not picking up a win until... What's that? The ni- Everton game's 9th of December. So they're not picking up a win till Christmas, is what we're saying. Yeah. But it, and, and by that point, do you know how low down the league they could be? No. It, at that point, you start to really look at that point. Yeah, right? you really start questioning. So Chelsea just, fans are already saying the goal for this season is 40 points. <laughs> like, when, what is, when you look at that run that I've just read out, I think you said, what, two draws maybe? Or three yeah. draws? That's three points. <laughs> it's, but the only reason it's so tough to predict Chelsea games is because you actually don't know who's going to score the goals. Exactly. You don't yeah. know who's going to score the goals. It's, it's not like, you know, when Martinelli's back, when Trussard's back, and obviously maybe it's the worst opinion, but like, all right, you know, goals are coming in to this team. But um, I think Chelsea are in a, in a real, it's tough to predict their games because who is going to be the hero? Is it going to be Cole Palmer? Is it going to be Sterling? Is it going to be Noni? <laughs> is it going to be Mudrick? Because all of these guys are nice and putting good cameos, but don't actually put the ball in the back of the net when you need it most. And, um, and, I, I I don't even know if Chelsea can go back into the market and put 70, 80 on a, on, on a striker. Like, I don't know if that's possible. It's it, it's not about the money at this point. Like, Chelsea played Enzo and Caicedo, which is, what, 230 million. Villa's mm-hmm. midfield cost maybe 30. Yeah, bossing them around. Exactly. Bro. Like, so it is tactical. And that's where Poch, has, he's just got to do better. Yeah. Lavia yeah. <laughs> is at Chelsea, so you have yeah. components. You have components there to get a good midfield going, and I guess it's tough when you're losing games to implement things that are going to change it around. But yeah. because these guys are young, they should also really be fearless and want to be want to prove themselves. So I feel like you, yeah. I mean, who are we to talk about this? But you, you've got to like harness that energy, yeah, <laughs> and really get these guys to care about. Because otherwise, where, it will turn into that social club of like, I'll just, I'll actually yeah. just earn my two hundred k a week, and I don't care about winning and losing, yeah. and yeah, you know. Um, and where where I sympathise with Poch a bit is like before Gusto got sent off, Chelsea were in the ascendancy, mm. like, and they he Poch isn't at fault for Raheem Sterling not squaring that pass, yeah, yeah. Like, and if they go one 0 up, I don't know maybe it's a different game. Even the Gusto red card, it is a red card when you look back at it. Yeah, but you, you can't get onto Poch for that, right? Yeah. So yeah, but even Gusto, I, f- I thought he was unlucky because I thought real time it was a bad challenge, but it was just like yeah, he was a bit unlucky. Yellow. I think I think it was just kind of the excessive force yeah. kind of kind of played a part there, but um. Yeah, look, they came off to booze again. Yeah. That um, their owner Egg Barley. We should have like a tally of literally Chelsea's wins in yeah. the next seven, eight games. <laughs> they're um, I'm, they're down bad. They are, they are. Um, but yeah, their owner Egg Barley was seen sprinting to his car after the game because fans started chasing him. <laughs> um, it's not looking good, man. They came off to heavy booze. Yeah, as you should. You can't I lose think, those I games. Think, I mean. Chelsea fans are just gonna have to kind of accept, man, that the new reality. Roman, Roman was sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was good while it lasted, but nothing lasts forever. Yeah, hundred percent. And the real Chelsea is back now. The real Chelsea. Um, moving on to Brighton versus Bournemouth. Brighton winning three one after going one 0 down. Did you see the Brighton goalkeeper? Yeah, calam- calamity. Awful, awful. Cal- yeah. 
But I think Deserby's probably obviously ready to live and die on that hill. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, last I, week he played Steel. This week he played Bobrugger. Yeah, but I, I think I still think it's interesting his lineups. You know, Matoma starts on bench. Um, yeah. Uh, played midweek though, so I think that might have been. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But I, st- I think he's still moving into the like unpredictability factor. I've seen like Ansu Ansu Fati kind of started in the ten. Yeah. You know, Solimo Solimo actually didn't start, did he? Um, so I, you know, I think I think Brighton are in in a really nice place where you can't really predict their starting lineup, you know. And Deserby's got a, a like a handful of guys who he knows can cook, and he can get the best out of them. And as I said at the beginning, Cincisa, you know, has to come back at some point. Yeah, you know, he's another baller. I um, think um, it was good for them after after losing midweek yeah. at home. I think I think their Europa League group is Athens. Who they lost to at home? Yeah, Marseille and Ajax. Game. Serious? I think that's the. Well, who knows what's going on at Ajax? You see what's going on in? Uh, yeah, they're yeah. like, and Sven's been dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Aubameyang scored a brace for Marseille against Ajax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Matoma comes on at halftime, scores twice. Um, I think football's funny because if Matoma starts, I don't think he scores. But because he's come off yeah, the bench, of yeah. course he gets two goals. Yeah. You know. Um, one obviously Bournemouth, Bournemouth mistakes. I think yeah. um, <laughs> you know what it's funny, right? Because I think a lot of the a lot of the Premier League teams like Everton, maybe Forest, Bournemouth, Wolves, who are flirting with relegation, yeah, are lucky that the teams that came up from the Championship are just so much worse than them. Awful, I f- uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and and I spoke to a couple of people who watched the Championship last year, and they said the standard of the champ was so bad, like one of the worst it's been for a while. Is and you can see that in the three yeah. teams that got promoted. I think they're all in the relegation zone at the minute. Yeah, they've all got one point, and I think I wouldn't be shocked if Sheffield, Burnley, and Newton go back go down. straight down. Like, I think um, more so. There's there's moments in the Premier League where it, Wolves, Everton, those teams that you mentioned, they know that I can't switch off here. Or they yeah. know that there's this mistake that I, I can't make. Just from being here for a couple of years, you iron that sort of out of your game. And like Luton and Sheffield just have that in abundance. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just like, I'm just going to switch off at the back post. I'm not going to see this ball out. Uh, I'll, I'll let... I mean, look at Sheffield. Get, get on to Sheffield yeah, in there. But, but last week, 1-0 up at Tottenham, injury time. Yeah. Concede twice in five minutes <laughs> and lose the game. <laughs> Like I said last week, if you want to watch 90 minutes and know exactly why a team won't survive, yeah, 100%, watch that 90 minutes. 100%. Or, or just watch the last 20 minutes from Sheffield's goal yeah. and or, you'll see. Or the Man City game. I was still spinning. Like, <laughs> yeah, I still yeah. spinning on the floor of that left-back performance. They were like, just see the ball out. Kyle Walker's there. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. make sure yeah. that the ball goes out of play. Those small things that in the Premier League, <laughs> yeah. you're 100%. You'll get punished for. Yeah. So, um, I hear you. But yeah, one one guy I did want to talk on at Brighton got, uh, got released from Chelsea. Said he wasn't good enough for Chelsea, and I think he's been balling towards the end of last season and this season. Billy Gilmore, mm. um, been mm. playing regularly, and, I, and I'm seeing him like dictate play, yeah. telling Estupinian to go on overlap, telling Mitoma where to run, just kind of very. He seems it's almost like, and it's rare you find this in players, especially English players, that when he gets the ball, the game it slows down. Yeah, yeah. And no, he's just, got that technical ability for sure. Yeah, he had it at Chelsea as well. It's just that. Um, at that time, they were engineered to win now type yeah, of thing. Yeah, um, But and, I think... And also, I'll just say quickly, that's where I credit Deserby. Yeah. Because I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I don't think Billy Gilmore is this, like, 
crazy top talent. top player. Mm. But I think in the Zerbi system, he's Harry Winks in disguise. And, yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'm he's better. He's better I'm than Iniesta. Iniesta, <laughs> as they used to call him. But I think in the Zerbi system, we spoke about how Odegaard <laughs> has like a very specific role, yeah. and he knows that role. I think that's the same with Billy Gilmore and Zerbi's kind of allowing him to flourish. Yeah. But I, yeah, and and I think to be fair, what we're seeing in in more of the modern game is man. Tech, if you put technical players together with other technical players, they only make each other better and stand out. And Billy Gilmore in the midfield with other te- other technical players, he's able to up his level because everybody's playing his game. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to this like you know rambunctious yeah, kick, yeah. kick and run type yeah, football yeah, where yeah. he's obviously going to be caught yeah, out because he's not an athlete. He's not an athlete. He needs phases of playing yeah, from back yeah. to front. Where he can like slowly get up the pitch and stuff. And, yeah, exactly, exactly. And obviously, the Zerbi's providing that for him. So, fair play, man. The Zerbi knows his profile of players. So <laughs> yeah, all these top managers yeah. do. Um, and Brighton off third. Yeah, fifteen points. Yeah, so good start. They for haven't them. lost. Yeah, they haven't lost. Um, it's like four wins in a draw or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um and I think they play Liverpool soon. Um, I think yeah. Liverpool's next two games are Tottenham away, Brighton away. Oh, so we need to clean up. We'll find we'll find a lot more out about Liverpool. Um and the next game uh Liverpool versus West yeah, Ham. Yeah. And um we'll talk on West Ham a bit because I think we'll have more to say about Liverpool. I thought West Ham were alright, man. West Ham had chances, man. Yeah. In that first half they had chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna be a problem. So you check out a header, good save from Allison. Yeah. Um Paqueta. Yeah, he's balling. Lucas Paqueta. Yeah, he just seems to be getting better and better every week. the The Liverpool crowd gave him a standing ovation when he came off. I think it's just like the Billy Gilmore argument in a, in another way. Like now that they've got J JWP, yeah, um, Kudos, who has played played very well as well. Like he has players that are playing his game, his type of football around him, and I, I think I think he's less reliant on a system though. He he has like stardust between his feet. I think like I think he could excel in. Pfft, yeah, thank goodness. Team, thank goodness, Messi didn't get exactly. Yeah, you. Uh, but yeah, on uh, on West Ham and Paqueta, um, they're looking good, man. Yeah, no, West Ham are looking good. Like they, I think Damian Moyes will even take a three-one loss like this because they showed enough of the fight to to a big team, and they have been doing. Because even Man City, they scored and had a couple of chances where it's like, all right, I know this team can play versus anybody in this league. Yeah, it's just about like setting up the right system, making sure the right informed players are playing to put in ninety-minute performances because. I have enough here to like, you know, for sure contend for, you know, if like if eighth and ninth might get you European places this year, that's where West Ham should be pushing for. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. yeah, I actually think they can really have a, a sleeper team. And I think the J- I think they could potentially aim higher than that. Yeah. You know, well, they, as I say, I think the JWP set pieces like West Ham are just going to like come Christmas time, just going to lean into yeah, that yeah, and like yeah. they'll just be winning games 2-1 3-2 because I think two um, pieces a game I think obviously Brighton play a more attractive brand of football you would say and better to watch but I think in terms of results pragmatic yeah. I, th- I think West Ham and Brighton will be there and thereabouts I agree I agree um, Moyes will have a more pragmatic approach the only thing is why you I might lean Brighton is the ability to share goals around mm-hmm. Um and but you know as you seen more though yeah yeah and, you know Bowen like he's, yeah great Bowen's, great goal Bowen's going to be serious he's going to get serious numbers again um, uh, I, I wanted to to get your get your take on um obviously before the game on his podcast Mika Antonio said that they were going to win 
He said they were going to go to Anfield and win. He said they were going to finish above Liverpool this season. Oh, man. And then he dropped an absolute stinker. Under the list. <laughs> Mr. Sitter. And Liverpool fans are on him now. No, he must have had a couple of drinks because to predict a win before you go to Anfield yeah. and before you beat them, sorry, and to finish above them, you know, like... You're I, I, your I, I, think he know, I think he knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's him trying to, like, wake, like, you know, get his own dog alive inside and, you know, you got to wake yeah, up. Yeah. Wake up. you got to wake up. You're a monster to, to go out there and compete because... If you say that stuff before a home game, all right, fine, fair yeah. enough. You back yeah. your team at home. But to go to Anfield... Yeah. And... I mean, of all the Premier League stadiums, yeah. Anfield's probably the one place you wouldn't want to say that for. But on Liverpool, man, they yeah. they score goals. They're front three. It's always like a combination of three players. You're like, oh, yeah, of course he scored today. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's either Gakpo, Diaz, Nunes. Obviously, Salah's always there. On... Um, um, on Darwin Nunes. Yeah, Darwizzy. 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 <laughs> and I liked Darwin Nunes. I liked him when he came to the league. He missed an easier chance. Yeah. And then yeah. scored the goal he scored. <laughs> so how has he done that? Like the he has the, a the ball from McAllister. And and the the craziest thing is that when McAllister's played that pass, Darwin Nunes isn't on the move. And <laughs> <laughs> he, he he's not expecting it, Darwin, a, but then he McAllister's just dropped it in there, and Darwin Nunes has just reacted. He has a second from by the time yeah. the ball comes over his shoulder, he has like a second to be like, "All right, this is how I'm going to hit this ball." Yeah, this on is the, the volley. This is the corner spinning I'm round. <laughs> the ball is literally over his shoulder. It's like it's he's run, <laughs> he's running off the defender, and it just nestles in. And and like you said, the one before that was a sitter. A sitter, Barry. Um, on the literally on the penalty spot, yeah, <laughs> like it's on the penalty slipped spot. in by Salah, yeah. Um, but I think, I think he's starting to adapt, man. Yeah, I, th- I think he's, he's starting to to get to grips with the Premier League. Um, and I was gonna say, is is Diaz, Nunes, and Salah? Is that the best front three in the league? Mm. Maybe compare it to Martinelli, Jesus, Saka, Foden, Doku, Haaland. That is a very tough question. That's a very, very good front three. Um, I don't know if you want to include Rashford, Hoyland, Bruno. No, no, no. You can keep that out of here. I think... I think, to be fair, like, what do we... Like, it's tough because City are playing Haaland Alvarez as, and, like, yeah, it's going to yeah. be Doku or whoever. Uh, especially when Haaland and Alvarez are playing together now, yeah, it's yeah. problematic. For for the sake of this conversation, but if you leave them out, Alvarez yeah. is playing as a ten, so we'll keep him. Okay, and we'll say Doku, Foden, and Haaland. Who's got the best front three in the league? Um, if you could have anyone, which one would you pick? If I could have anyone, I'd yeah. probably go. Uh, I'd probably go for the Liverpool one actually, yeah. just because you have a consistent goal scorer in Salah, you have a chaos factor in Nunes, and then you have like a quality piece in yeah. in Diaz. It's just X but, factor everywhere. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I don't want to do our boys a disservice because I really think that Jesus Saka and, yeah, and Martinelli yeah, 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 are yeah, up, there, up there for sure. And I feel like I somehow still feel like Martinelli should get twenty Premier League goals this year. Yeah, I, I think the only difference between Martinelli, Saka, Jesus, and Salah needs um, goal scorer. Is, is Salah. Yeah. That that exactly, guy who's exactly. just gonna like provide the output every but, week. I mean I forgot to mention Although this. Saka's doing that. I was gonna Saka's say I, I, I was just about to say when we we're talking about Arsenal is like 
whatever you're thinking of Saka's performances, yeah, he's rolling out goals and assists. Yeah, I mean, people are trying to get onto him, but he's six and six. He scored two twice, and I, I know they put it down as an own goal, but I'm, I'm seeing that as Saka yeah, scoring twice influence. in the North London derby. Like yeah. we're, we've drawn two two, and Saka scored both goals. Like what, what more do you want from it? <laughs> yeah, he, got, a, got a penalty as well. Coolness personified. Yeah. Straight down the middle. Yeah. Of he stole that from, Har- just... from Harry Kane. That's exactly where Harry Kane put <laughs> that last year. Man. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He knows. He watches film. Yeah. Yeah. He watches tape. Yeah. Um. But yeah, six goal contributions in six games. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. if he's and same thing like last year. You know, there's more to come from him. Yeah. Um. But um, but, but yeah, to we speak, are yeah, about yeah, we are talking about Liverpool. Yeah. I think Darwin is is so serious in the sense that like even if he has an off game he inadvertently would get like three assists yeah you know just from the runs he makes the physical presence that he is the mentality that he has Salah is Mr. Consistent who's like got a goal or assist as well in every game of this season um but I just think the combinations that Liverpool are going to have up top when Gakpo comes Jota Jota him on the squad you know doing what Jota does yeah like he's also another guy who's their goal GA man yeah regardless of what you think of his performances so Liverpool are going to have a super serious how many um how many league goals do you reckon Darwin can score I think Darwin can score 12 league goals what that's a bit low now no because I just think that... 12? Yeah. I just think that he will build but won't go crazy. Oh, I think he well, he definitely has the potential to go crazy. How many does he have? He's like two now. No, he has three now. Three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, he's definitely... He should get more than another nine, you know. Um, I, I, think, I think that maybe not this season... But there will be a season where he goes crazy. But I think he could get twenty five plus. Not this season. That's that's. The... I I I think this season he could get twenty. <laughs> I think this season he definitely has the potential in the to league. Get... In, depending on how many games he starts. That's the thing. They got Gakko, but that's they the got thing. Jota. I think Darwin is going to be used a lot everywhere. Like I think he'll play a lot of European minutes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think he'll play a lot of European minutes because there's like every prem game will be for Darwin. Yeah. yeah. But I I think he has the potential to get. 20 plus but I don't think it'll be this season and I think he'll be one of those guys where 12 would be a great return for Darwin like if Darwin gets 12 goals I think he'll get more than that considering that Gak- I think he's going to share so many minutes with Gakpo Diaz um, Jota yeah so if he gets 12 then Liverpool are going to have a great season because those other guys would get roughly around the same yeah I think um, I think this weekend after they play Tottenham that will tell us a lot mm. about where they're going to be and if Darwin bags versus Tottenham, I'm, I'm pushing up to 17. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing up to 17. Yeah, plus five. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, scoring in that game. Yeah, literally. But um, I think, um, yeah, if they if they go to Tottenham and win, I think that will that will seriously kind of put them on people's radar. But, pff, bro, I, I think they can win the league. Yeah. I, th- I definitely think. And we, we've questioned it on this podcast about their defensive issues. Alison, but, but, yeah. Firstly, Allison. Secondly, this Joe Gomez remontada. <laughs> we've, we, I mean, we, we, we've ripped Joe Gomez on this podcast many Mark. a time. He was brilliant yesterday. Yeah, he, he was. played the Trent inverted role. He was. He, Liverpool he have also like played a... tough teams this the yeah. beginning of the season. That's one thing I, I noticed as well. They played a lot of big teams. Away as well. to Chelsea, away to Newcastle. They're going away to um, Tottenham next week. Then they go away to Brighton, and they're 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 scoring goals. They've won five and drawn one. Yeah. 
that's the thing. Because of how many goals they score, I think they'll outscore most teams. Yeah, they will. They're going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem. No doubt. I think they can win the league. I just hope that their defensive issues in midfield becomes the reason that they don't. But they definitely have an attack to win the league. What would you rather Man City win it again? I think that's kind of inevitable, bro. I think Thursday, Sunday will become a thing for Liverpool. I think the defence is frail, man. Did you see Salah's cameo in Europa League? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a joke, in it? It was honestly just a joke. I think Thursday, Sunday will become a thing. And I also, for some reason, and I don't really wish this, but just think it will happen. I think Liverpool have a big injury at the back. Um, and I don't know if they have enough coverage. Because there's still no Trent. They had no Trent on the weekend as well. Yeah. No, nah, they're doing well. They're doing real well. And I think they can win the league. And I think they can be... And I think them and us is like the big... I think that's actually the big showdown in the league. Um, potentially bigger than us and Man City because yeah. with us and Man City, whatever, it will be what it will be. But like between us and Liverpool, it's like whoever wins that game would, you know, is like going to be the challenger. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, and if we just if we start dropping points to Liverpool, then we have to be looking over our shoulder. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for sure, next week's episode will be interesting after that Spurs game mm. um, to see to see where both teams are at. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then getting on to the last game of the weekend, an absolutely embarrassing performance from Sheffield United, losing 8-0. Yeah, 8-0 at home. I couldn't believe it. And it's not like, it's not like Sheffield went down to 10 men. That was 11 against 11 yeah. for the whole 90 minutes. And Newcastle had eight different goal scorers. Yeah. Premier League record. Um, I don't know. Where do, you, where do you want to start on this? The starting lineup. Yeah. Like, Newcastle's starting lineup isn't an 8 0 team. No. It isn't an 8. Isn't it? Like, it's a team that can win a game. But Elliot it's Anderson came Sean in. Sean Longstaff. Yeah. You know, starting in midfield. You had, like, Almiron, Gordon. Barnes. Gordon was actually on the bench yeah. but came on because Barnes got injured. Barnes got injured, you know. Um, and Gordon played well. Gordon's looked, yeah, looked pretty he's good. He has looked good. Another FPL option. Exactly. As a, I was just about to say that. And they have they have, um, they have another easy game. Burnley at home yeah. next week. Um, Newcastle got three clean sheets on the bounce now. Mm. Um, seemed like they're getting, because obviously last year defensively they were so good. Yeah. Um, seemed to be getting back to that. And they just I mean, looked too score good. Eight goals. They just looked too good. You know, like, but it was too easy. It was actually way just too way too way easy. Too like, easy. It was literally like the first, like Newcastle build and have, you know, this is the first time um, I've had Sven Botman interestingly in my fantasy team. Yeah. So uh, I was watching him in 10 So yeah. how, how can I make this work? Yeah. Um, Sven is like the deepest defender and like Sven plays a simple ball um, into midfield to Bruno who's like who's not Sven's not pressed he plays the ball into Bruno who's turned and he's not pressed yeah. he plays it into Gordon who turns and so he's not pressed space. So he plays it into space. Wilson who's turned and not pressed and it's like of course this ball ends up at your goal front yeah no one puts in a challenge nobody tries to like that that's the thing Almiron's goal yeah he's he's run through like three Sheffield United <laughs> players and no one's like even bothered to make a tackle it's, but also at the same time with Sheffield United like I'm seeing Chris Basham come on and you're 6-0 down I'm thinking just go straight back down already. Yeah, you yeah. know if this is if this is what you're you know if this is who's gonna shore things up. You know, shut up shop. Um, save your your bacon or whatever it's gonna be, man. 
like the quality is not there. You know those um those like everybody eats meats yeah. on Twitter. That, that was literally down. that game, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. E- Isak in the in the eighty sixth minute hasn't, hasn't down, scored, gets his first league goal of the season. Yeah. Sitting down people. I mean it it just didn't even look like they were gonna try. And it's gonna be a long season for, for Chef Hugh if yeah. things don't change. And the manager, he might be the first to go. Yeah, I think I think when you lose eight nil at home. If you go out now and you and even if you lose four nil, guys are saying oh marginal improvements <laughs> from last week. It's, it's done. It's done. It's done. You, like to lose eight nil that like the players really aren't like playing for you at that point. Yeah. At home as well, man. <laughs> Fans were leaving at the fiftieth minute. Yeah, what, what was it? Six nil lap? Yeah. I don't blame them. You know. Um I don't yeah. I, we've seen some crazy scorelines in the Premier League in the last yeah. couple of years but this one felt like the most like um, just rolled over yeah, and Sheffield you have actually I know like you said we cast them out in the Man City game but they lost that 2-1 in the yeah, last couple of yeah. minutes they lost to Tottenham in the last couple of minutes 2-1 they've done alright against the big teams and also for a, for a team like Sheffield to already be competing on this goal difference front you know it's just bad news yeah it's 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 not looking good for them um, it's just bad news but yeah that's uh that's all the fixtures um premier league fixtures i think um you should go through the fixtures next week and make, okay. some, quick, make some quick predictions uh we'll preview some of some of the weekend's games because i thought there were some tasty ones in there um villa play brighton in mm. the early kickoff which I could th- be decent villa at home i think 2-2 draw um i think villa are gonna win that game you think i think so i think at home I think um I think they'll get the job done. I'll go I'll go Oh actually <laughs> That's a tough game. Because Brighton are gonna score goals, isn't it? Brighton do score goals. But I think I'll go three two villa. Three two villa. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. Okay. Okay. Um Just where we go to Bournemouth. Ones. Yeah, I think we should sweep up Bournemouth sort yeah. of three nil. Yeah, it's like similar. Um this is Odegaard's last week in my FPL team. If it doesn't um, work out. And I don't uh, the only Madison. reason I'm keeping him is because he scored a brace against Bournemouth last year. Man United Palace. Um United will win sort of two one. I think they keep a clean sheet in that game. Is it? Yeah, I think Palace Eze is the only real yeah, threat, option. Edward has had a good start to the season. Yeah, yeah, he has. He has, but yeah, I expect Man United to win. They're at home, um, at Old Trafford. Um Newcastle, I think, should beat Burnley. West Ham should yeah. beat Sheffield. I'm guessing Man City will beat Wolves. Um, Tottenham, Liverpool. Yeah. What do you What are you expecting from this game? How do you, How do you think the game's going to flow? It's going to be a game of two halves. Um, in terms of like, Tottenham will probably dominate the first half. Liverpool will probably dominate the second half. Um, there's a penalty in there, a contentious one, given by VAR. I couldn't tell you for which team. It would definitely be for Liverpool. Um, I can actually probably see two penalties given in the game. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, it's such a tough game to call. I think, I think there's gonna be goals, but I I actually can't tell you who's gonna win that game. Tottenham are in form and they're gonna be up from the draw versus us, but Liverpool have not lost and don't look like slowing down. And um, for that reason, I actually probably. <laughs> Give me a score prediction. What do you think? 
Uh, just, and just a disclaimer, we're assuming Madison's fit. Yeah, assuming Madison's fit, I think it could be 3-2 Liverpool. Okay. Because I think Tottenham will, will make a very good game of it. Um, but I think Liverpool will be to like some of the mistakes that we made. I don't think Tottenham will make those mistakes. Sorry, Liverpool, I don't think Liverpool yeah. will make those mistakes. <clears throat> like Salah will get on the ball. Um, Diaz, Nunes will be a chaos factor stretching them in behind. Yeah, I think Tottenham is still defensively fragile. Yeah, you know, um, and definitely. and like Darwin off the shoulder or yeah. with McAllister providing the assists. Uh, like Tottenham can go punch for punch with a lot of teams, but I think they can only do it for sort of 60, 70 minutes. Yeah. And if we yeah. weren't bringing on our third choice, everything like third choice <laughs> yeah, in Reese, yeah, third yeah. choice in Georgia. Yeah. 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 Um, we bring on quality players as well. Th- that 20 minutes at the end when Van der Ven is tired and, yeah. Yeah. And Yudogi's already on a yellow. Yeah. Papi Sar and Besumo are on yellows. Like I think Liverpool make a bit more of a, a go at it because uh, they have players yeah. in form. I think, I think Liverpool are going to win this game. Is it? Um, and I feel, I reckon it'll be like a two, a three one actually. I'll is go, it? Yeah, I'll go three one. I think, I think like you say, Spurs will have periods of the game where they have the ball, but they're they're not going to be anywhere near. And I know Son again; he's a he's a ruthless finisher, but I don't think they'll be as ruthless as what they Liverpool will be. <clears throat> I think, um, and I look at some of the matchups in that game, and I'm thinking Diaz against Porro. Yeah, that's a long day. Tasty. Salah against Widogi. Um and <laughs> Romero and Van der Ven do not want to play a guy like Nunes. Yeah. Who's just gonna run in yeah. behind Nunes Nunes gets Romero on an early yellow. Yeah. No, yeah. no doubt. Um and I think Liverpool's midfield has improved a lot. Um from what I've seen of Gravenberch, he looks decent. Mm. Um so I, I I'm expecting Liverpool to win that game. Okay. Um, and then the last one we'll we'll do a preview for is the West London Derby at Craven Cottage on a Monday night. It's high well, stadium. There's only there's a goal in this game. If that, it's either going to be a nil a nil nil draw or a one nil Fulham Vinicius. Exactly, or Jimenez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to go one nil Fulham. Yeah, because we know Chelsea can't score. We goals. know Chelsea can't score goals. Um, and yeah, the, the atmosphere—they <laughs> lost that game last, last year. I think yeah, one nil, one nil. Jimenez get on the William, <laughs> something like that. No, uh, yeah. who's there? Which it'll be like Reed, yeah, you know, the yeah, yeah, outside yeah. the box takes yeah. a deflection. Won't be. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's our predictions for for the upcoming weekend. Some good fixtures this weekend. Um, thank you guys for listening. For real. Um. If uh if you agree with what we've said, disagree with what we've said, um, if you think we haven't given Ange and Tottenham enough credit, um yeah. let us know in the comments, let us know your thoughts. And um yeah, thank you for listening and we'll be back next week. Yeah, Peace. safe.